Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's going on, y'all? James Higgs here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use, right? But been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers, how to essentially really how to monetize. And believe it or not, I found the right platform that's getting the job done, that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up. That platform is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. James Hicks here from Hicks New Media and Infotainment News. Welcome to another episode of Perspectives and Focus. And I can honestly say the intro to this whole series, Perspectives and Focus, really matches my uh, guest today. Uh, Bill Paluccia is the founding partner and CEO of an organization called Billionaires and Boxers. We're going to talk about that name because I love that name and I want to find out where he, how he came up with that. But he and his organization really have the goal of empowering 1 billion entrepreneurs globally, right? The, the idea is to strive to guide all of their clients to be, quote unquote, 
influencer influencer status uh, as it relates to their particular niche, becoming the go-to brand for the services that they offer while still empowering them to spend more time doing what it is that they do best. That's an intriguing concept, and I really want to spend some time in a few moments dissecting this whole idea and, and sharing kind of the, the good work that Phil and his organization are doing. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome Phil Pellucci. Phil, how are you doing, sir? I'm very good. Thanks so much for having me. I love the intro. Um, yeah, I'm blushing here. Thank you. Well, you know, I got to bring you on properly, <laughs> you know, set the stage right for the man that I have, for the billionaires and boxers CEO. So I, I have well, to make sure it's to a bring pleasure you to be here. Thank you. So, so tell everyone, first of all, who you are. And actually, before you go into that, I want to first thank you again for the time and thank you for being flexible with the, with the rescheduling. It's been a little hectic with uh, a lot of things going on, on on this side of the globe. And just I've noticed. Things, <laughs> a couple of things happening uh, in, in the United States right now. And, and I say that specifically because you are in South Africa, correct? I'm actually currently stuck in the UK. Um, So I'm supposed to be in South Africa this time of year. Um, Not least of all because it's warmer down there. Uh, I'm freezing my butt off just outside Liverpool in the UK at the moment. Awesome. Awesome. Tell the folks again who who you are and kind of your origin, your start from an entrepreneur's perspective. Mm. Uh, And then if you can start delving deeper into who and what billionaires and boxers. Yeah, of course. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a bit of a snapshot as to what Billionaires in Boxes really is. And then I'll kind of tell you where it came from because it started much earlier than much earlier than even business, to be honest. It started in childhood. So I'll explain. Billionaires in Boxes is essentially an authority building broadcast network. So what I mean by that is there are lots of people who are recognized as influencers at the top of each niche, at the top of each industry that maybe necessarily shouldn't really be there. Um, they're there because they're very good at click funnels or they're there because they wrote a book about it first. And actually there's a lot of really hardworking, talented entrepreneurs out there who should be heard from. They should be an authority in their industry. People can really gain from, from their worlds, words of wisdom, their lessons learned through good, good and bad, but they're so busy dealing with the day-to-day running of their business that actually even focusing on growth can sometimes be a challenge, let alone on, on sort of projecting that out onto the industry. So as an entrepreneur, we're very inward focused, aren't we? We're looking at our own business. How can we improve it? What can we do? Um, now, my my opinion, my perception, this is what happened with me um, and subsequently why I sort of got dragged into coaching was that I became known as an authority in several sectors using a very simple formula. And that formula was network my way to the top, essentially. Like if I wanted to get booked at more keynote speaking events, then I knew what I needed to do was raise my vibration. So I was at the same level as those people and then go and network with the people who were keynote speaking at the industry events that I wanted to be at, you know, um, network with the people who organize those events. Now, for me, podcasting became a very sort of awesome vehicle for that about 10 years ago. So I've been podcasting for over 10 years, uh, over 10,000 hours worth of podcasting. Wow. And, and a lot of it is is just as a vehicle to network. So take that example I just gave about speaking at an event. I would invite the event organizer onto my podcast to sell tickets to my audience to come and talk <laughs> about what's going on with the event, what it is they're trying to do, why it is they're trying to speak to this audience. 
And then if it, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to ask them for anything. I'm not going to sell them anything. But nine times out of 10, when it resonates, something will follow along the lines of, right. hey, you know, we're still looking for speakers. Or I think it'd be great if you could come and do a presentation on X. Or, hey, Phil, what, what do you think about doing like a 30, 45 minute workshop and we'll teach people this? Suddenly, I'm now at the top industry event speaking to a room full of what was last week, my peers, sometimes right. maybe even my competitors. Um, and I, I always say this, it's very difficult for people to differentiate between you having the best podcast at what you do or being a top speaker at what you do and you being the best at what you do. It's very difficult for people to okay. differentiate the two. Like that, yeah. So if you if you own a marketing agency and you just so happen to have the number one marketing agency podcast, everyone's just going to instantly assume that you are the number one marketing agency that they should be working with. Um, so it, it all comes down to to kind of really helping my clients to connect to that essence of you know fall back in love with their business. What is it about it that you you fell in love with? Who is it you want to help and why? What's that thing that's going to get you out of bed that's so much more important than money? And then build from there in terms of the, you know, business is a team sport. So if you network with the right people and you're adding the right people to your team, both internally yeah. and externally, it's always going to be a recipe for success. Okay. So let, um, let me ask you, mm. when, when you talk about your, your clients, who is that person that you're talking to or is it a group of persons, right? Is it someone specifically in necessarily that leadership role? Is it necessarily someone in a sales focus role? Who is that go-to segment or focus that, that you go mm. to and, and, and build your business off of? So for me, traditionally, it's uh, executive and business leaders. Um, it's it's typically people who are three to five years into their journey doing, I don't know, anywhere between one and five million US per year, uh, but they've reached the ceiling. And now they're ready to go from being a brand who are very good at what they do to being the go-to brand for what they do. Um, and anybody who's ever worked in marketing or branding will tell you it's far easier to grow a personal brand than it is to grow a business brand. That is true. And if you, yes. if you want an example of that, just head over to Twitter right now and Google Virgin, Virgin Atlantic and Virgin Media. Count how many followers they have. And I guarantee it's about a third of what Sir Richard Branson will have. <laughs> um, because it's much easier to build a personal brand than it is yeah. a business brand. So. If you have a reputation for what you do, but now it's more, you know, you're ready to be recognized as that authority and that influencer. It's really about facilitating the steps to help you achieve that. And that's done kind of in three stages. Number one, we connect you with the right kind of people that are going to help your business to thrive. Because if you're still stressing and focusing all of your time on the day to day, you're not going to have time to invest on trying to influence anybody, let alone kind of have any impact on your industry. So it's let's achieve that financial freedom and that comfort. The second part of that is let's start getting you to speak at more events. Let's get the media to recognize you as the thought leader to go to to ask questions about particular topics. Um, it's about getting you seen on podcasts and you podcast interviewing other people that really raises your awareness, but also raises your profile with that borrowed credibility piece. Uh, and then finally, the third one is about how do you handle it once you get there? What do you do with it? You yeah. know, how do you how do you make sure that the success that you're not having continues to be success and it doesn't become, you know, something that you're worried about your reputational damage because your business is now, you know, a, a nice position but now has too many customers that want right. to work with you and you haven't figured out how to do that yet or 
you know, what is it you're trying to get across at these messages uh, in these messages at these events when you're speaking? Who is it you're speaking to? Why is it you're speaking to them? Um, I'm really drilling down into that. Let, let me ask. So with the advent of COVID, right, and the world mm-hmm. being locked down, has that goal number two, right, of going out to specific events and having those types of engagements? Because I, I do better when I'm face to face in the same room. Right. When I can actually engage with folks and just that t- type of a person and mm-hmm. and, the, and the Zooms and the online seminars you know, takes out a lot of that that human element. Are, are you seeing some fluctuations in terms of how you're dealing with clients or even acquiring new clients in this past eight, nine, ten months uh, since the world has been where we are today? It's actually been even better, as you can imagine. I mean, for, 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 for me, I'm a, I'm a digital relationship coach. You know, my, my nickname is the, the, the digital business connector. Um, it's what I do and, and I enjoy this. And actually, this has provided opportunities for, for me and my clients alike that just simply didn't exist previously. So a great example would be, um, a few weeks ago, I did four, four keynote speaking event at, at engagements in the space of 36 hours we did australia new zealand uh usa and the uk okay. right i wouldn't even have been able to fly to all of those places to attend the event let alone the cost that that would have cost me to go to those events uh the time off that i would have had to have taken just for travel i mean those four events realistically would have ruled me out for a week and set me back tens of thousands of dollars now I did it in between working. I was yeah. able to network afterwards. You know, it's so actually it's presented a lot more opportunities. And a lot of the people who, um, you know, previously you'd speak to and they'd still have that kind of, I like meeting people too. Don't get me wrong. I love being in the same room as people. But the people who say, oh, you know, we can't do business unless it's face to face. Like that's always, we, it's always how we do our business. We do our business at these networking events and stuff. Right. I, I never understand that attitude because anything you can do in person, you can do digitally just as well, if not quicker, faster, and, and in a more efficient way. So we've we've seen a lot of success during this period. Our clients, more importantly, have seen a lot of success during this period. And it's been a real leveler because the other thing that's happened here is that people have stopped seeing themselves as American or British or Australian. Like we are all facing this same global pandemic and, and it's, 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 almost, I keep calling it the great leveler. You know, people are now looking at each other as if to say, I can do work with the States and I can do work with Canada. And if I want to get a client in Australia, I can because, you know, previously my notion of, well, you'd have to be able to come into my office and see me. Well, the people down the road can't come into your office and see you. So you suddenly start to question why we have this expensive real estate why do we only work with clients in new york because we're in new york and and i wonder if that's a conscious conversation right that you now have to have right just thinking about you say and we and i agree with you about online ability and the online dialogue being straightforward and relatively easy but Mm -hmm. it's not it's not intuitive if you're not used to that so i know you've got the you know the three pillars or the three tools that you really focus on with billionaires and boxers, you know, broadcasting mm-hmm. and podcasting, uh, online coaching, and then your overall network. So that mm-hmm. online coaching piece, I mean, is that something that you have to, again, consciously tell folks who come from the old school, you know, how to take advantage and utilize tools, how to utilize technology, how to present effectively on camera, on screen and things like that. It, 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 has that been mm-hmm. a challenge really, again, when dealing with some of the older, old school, more seasoned folks as in dealing with this new, new era? 
I'm not even sure it's the old school folks. I mean, we, we don't deal with a lot of that simply because the people who, who we choose to work with, I mean, we're, we're in a fortunate position that we're, we're usually oversubscribed. Um, so we tend to cherry pick the people who, who they just get it right? They just get it. So I, I talk about, I don't sell, I introduce. I'll introduce you to what we do. And if that resonates with you, then let's have a conversation about how we could work together. But I'm not going to try and sell it. I'm not going to try and convince it, which I, I think I understand what you're saying, So which would kind of come into that bit, wouldn't it? Do I have to try and convince people that this online model is is the new way to go? Not really, because it's the people who I work best with are the ones who've already realized that, but they want a strategy or a blueprint as to, to how to actually do it. Um, but one thing that has been a, a major, major lesson for us all is that, um, we've been, we've been having to teach people how to present online. So podcasting is slightly different because it's just a conversation, right? It's, it's, it's a conversation back and forth, but these live events, it's very different when all you can see on the screen is a big picture of your own face instead of being able to judge the reaction of the audience. You've got right. no idea, are they laughing at my jokes? Is everybody zoned out? If, if you put all your cameras on right now, have you all gone and made a cup of tea? Like, I have no idea. Um, and that's difficult. So I actually did um, a talk for uh, an education conference, um, virtual education conference, about a week or so ago. And that was one of the main topics that a lot of educators were asking me, both high school, college, and university staff were saying, how do we take our lesson plans and present them digitally? How do we now compete for our students' attention? Whereas if they're sat in class and they get their mobile out or their cell phone out, you, you, you can see they're on their phone, but you can't do that behind the screen. So how are you competing for their attention? So that's been an interesting challenge, but one that I've, I've particularly enjoyed. That, that's a good point. So and I, I, I guess I, I asked about that as well, because when you're in front of the room, you're always on and you, and you know you're on, but it's, 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 re- it's amped up to a whole nother level again, right? When you think about, because now we're from a digital perspective. And I put mm-hmm. this comment up or this question up from, from Donna. And yes. she, she's, I know she's in the real estate industry, right? Yeah. And, and, and looking at finds making phone calls a dead end, right? Again, that, that's older technology. Would you recommend maybe, taking advantage of some digital technology, taking advantage of going out there with the mobile phone and, and shooting mm. some videos, you know, how to better engage with, with someone again in, in the real estate industry. How would you coach? So, her? well, I know the real estate industry really well because I'm a trained surveyor. I've spent over a decade in the real estate industry. So it's one that's very close to my heart. So thank you for the comment Donna. And I completely agree, you know, very, very much. So in terms of the, I use dub. Actually, you've mentioned bomb bomb. I use dub, um, dub video and, and I send personalized video messages and I, I find myself using WhatsApp so much as a business tool, sending yeah. audio notes and little quick selfies to people and having that back and forth. But I think what could be really interesting is to combine the technologies that you're using right now. Um, Donna in particular, this is to you combine the technologies that you're using right now but combine them with a few customer experience exercises. So do a a personalized video to, let's say, the people who you're doing listings for right now or even potential buyers who've sent in an email or shown some interest or whatever it is. Send them just a very quick video talking like a 60 to 90 second thing just to say, I remembered our conversation. I remembered you mentioned this and this. I wanted to ask you, you know, what is it that I can be doing to make this experience better for you at the moment? I know Mm. it's a, it's a strange time and we're all having to make changes. 
what changes would make it easier for you to do business with us? How, how is it that you would like me to work with you? So, so actually you, leverage the, the climate that we're in right now and don't use yeah. that more as an, as, as an advantage as opposed to a crutch or something. I, okay, I like that. Well, well, how many people sit in a boardroom and they say, how do we reach our customers? You know, what should our adverts <laughs> say? It's like, yeah. well, the, you're talking about how you reach a group of people that aren't represented in that room right now, which to me just seems ludicrous because who's going to know the answers as to how your customers want to be worked with better than your customers? But everybody's sick of these long emails that say, hey, fill in this survey, fill this in, fill this in. Yeah. It's not personal. So, you know, put the person centric back into customer experience. Use the video messages to message people out and say, hey, you know, what is it that you would like to say to me? You know, feel free to, to either send me a quick video back if you like, uh, send me an audio note, or if you prefer, just drop me a text message and, and I'd mm -hmm. be interested to see. But they will tell you the answers, right? And what's great about that is that you then get to use that as a marketing campaign. So all those people that you sent out those videos to, let's say you take 100 people and you send those videos to, even if you only get 10 to 20 responses, you're going to learn lessons from the patterns and the answers in that. Now do a video back to that 100 again, but it was a marketing purpose to say, hey, you know, remember that video I sent out? Well, here was the feedback that came out. And people said that they really would like some more support around this, this, and this. So here's what I'm doing to make that easier for you. It shows you're listening to your customer. It shows you're agile and adapting to this time. And for as a professional, you know, receiving that, I would look at you and say, yeah, this person really has her finger on the money here. This is the person we need to be doing business with. And those types of strategies never fade, right? I mean, nope. th th those are tried and true from, from back in the old school days, the old Zig Ziglar. I mean, right, those things will, will never fade away in terms of how never. you engage, especially when, when, when you're a customer-facing, customer-relationship type type of uh, industry and things of that nature. Mm. Very much so. I mean, whilst we're talking about real estate, though, I mean, Real estate was actually the reason I started this in the first place because okay. it was for the industry I started this because um, the problem with professional services is you're you're trying to sell um, you're trying to sell yourself right you're trying to sell your experience what you can do your personality that personal service your knowledge all that kind of stuff and that's quite difficult. I mean, you think about it like you, you might buy an online course or a book or a set of cooking pans on a, a 30 second Instagram post, but you're not going to choose an accountant in the same way. You're not going to choose your real estate broker in the same way either. So you have to do something more to, to maintain that you're not just doing your job and doing it well. You are authority building and you're building credibility throughout your network as well. And in real estate, we did that through, and it works in every other sector as well. But in real estate, we did it through sharing client stories. So it was share the success stories because you saying, hey, we're really good. You should come and work with us carries about this much weight. Someone else saying, hey, they're really good. You should go and work with them carries loads more weight. And they've given you the answers, haven't they? This is somebody who they've already been through this experience. They've, they've been there, done that. They felt it. And instead of listening to you and having to make the connections and connect the dots themselves, they're listening to a customer who was in the exact same position that they are right now talking about how great you were and how stress-free you made the process. That person's doing your sales and marketing for you. Love it. I got to know about the name. I got to know about the name. <laughs> I, I, I've been holding on patiently and, and, and it, I've got it bolded over here in my notes. I, I, 
Talk to us about billionaires in boxers. So billionaires in boxers is actually a relatively new name, as in within the last eighteen months to two years, probably about eighteen months. So what had happened was we had a, a business podcast called the Big Boom Business Podcast. And that got picked up as a radio station uh, or by a radio station. So we had our own radio time, which was really cool. And we were um, we were presenting on this show, but the show already had its own name, right? So we, we were no longer the big boom guys. We didn't have a name. We were just the business guys from that radio show. And then when we got picked up by a TV network, like we were all the way to, we already had the first five or six guests planned. We knew the layout of the show. We knew what it was going to feel like and all this kind of stuff. And then somebody said, we don't have a name for the show. And everything I suggested, I I kid you not, James, they hated it. Every suggestion I made was just like, no, no. And then eventually I said billionaires in boxes as a joke. I said billionaires in boxes because I'm growing my global empire from home and I rarely put on pants. And they were like, that's it. That's got to be the name. Like, I was like, I was joking. And they were like, no, it's really good. So, but what ended up happening, and I really do love this, is that lots of people have really resonated with that name. Like, we have different people come to us saying, oh, to me, it means, you know, you're having conversations with really successful people and they're sat in their boxer shorts and their lounge and it's very casual. And I'm like, well, well that fits. But then okay. there's other people who say things like, oh, it's more like, uh, I thought it was more about like, speaking with really successful people about the hustle and fight time of their life. So they're thinking about boxes as in like the sport. And it's like, like that fits too. So actually I'm learning things about my own brand through other people's uh, opinions and interpretations of it. But uh, it it works so well. And and everybody started to know us as the billionaires in boxes guys. And um, even being introduced at events as like host of billionaires in boxes TV, uh, it just it got it stuck. So I did a complete rebrand of all of our businesses, and they all came under the Billionaires in Boxes banner for that very reason. If nothing else, as you say, it's a conversation piece. Yeah, and very much. It, so. It's it's a it's a brand in and of itself. So so love that whole aspect. It's also an interesting one to be asked by some very very successful guests and some incredible people and some people who. I've read their books, done their courses. I've admired for a long time. And for them just to randomly go, are you wearing pants? Like, are are you in your boxes? And it's like, you don't want me to tilt the camera down, right? What kind of online call is this? (laughs) Like, you know, we're recording, right? (laughs) I love it. I love it. How, How is the TV aspect still something that's going on now? Or have you kind of transitioned all to completely online? No, so it's supposed to be happening right now, but we're not in Cape Town to record it because um, okay. <laughs> I'm okay. stuck in the UK. Okay. Uh, so we tried for during the summer. We we during sort of like the major lockdown of most countries, we tried to do it kind of virtually. But the problem is the editing team are based in Zambia, and I was sending them like 70 gigabyte files in 4K to try and edit, and it was taking them four days to download them. Um, and it was, it just wasn't feasible. So it was almost a case of great. We'll, we'll, we'll carry on doing what we're doing with the podcast and everybody that was going to be coming on as a guest, we'll do a podcast with instead. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, when we can get together, we'll get together in person and we'll record it there. That's good stuff. The, the clients that you're meeting with today, again, um, what what are, you've told me your strategies and, and where you're focused on with them, but. I guess, what are some of the main challenges that they're approaching you with? So even before you tell them your services, right, before they find out who you are or they've just heard about your your offering, 
What mm-hmm. are kind of some of the challenges that clients are coming to you specifically with? And saying, can you help me do X, Y, and Z? Yeah. So I guess the top three um, would be people know that they have a good brand, but they they're constantly struggling about where new business is coming from and or retention. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big, that's a big one is kind of a, how do we reach that next level? Often people come to us and say, can you make me an influencer? When what they actually want is to be famous so that more people can, can, can kind of come to their business and spend money. Yeah. But my first question is like, who do you want to influence? And it's like, well, no, I just want more customers. It's like, well, that's, that's different. That's not the right. same thing. Right. Um, the second thing I would say is, and this is a big one too, is people feel like they've reached a ceiling. Like they, they're doing well, but they've hit a ceiling in their business and they can't quite figure out how to get past it. You know, I quite often hear the phrase or something along the lines of, I'm spending too much time dealing with day to day and not enough time building the future. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense too. Um, and then the third and final one is, people feeling like they don't get the credibility that they deserve or don't get the attention that they deserve. Um, typically, let's say this might be somebody three to five years into an industry, but, you know, compared to some of your competitors, you're still a baby. You know, yeah. they've been around for a long, long time. They're the brands that people instantly associate with this, even though that might be a historic thing rather than a, they're actually the best people for the job. Um, and there's an element of, you know, why is it always them that gets invited to the events? Why is it always them that ends up in the papers commenting about this stuff? Why aren't I in the tabloids? Um, yeah, and I enjoy those conversations because I'm really good at turning the tables. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here we go. So I, so I set you up kind of asking you what is it the things that potential clients come ask you for? Yes. What are the – give me three best practices that you turn around and tell them to do to correct those challenges correct those issues what 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 is it that that you're offering to them kind of specifically to say this is how you yeah sure build your business this is how you become that influencer or whatever the case may be so the first part is reconnecting with your essence now you could you could also call that falling back in love with your business but it's it's about remembering why you've got there because often by this point business owners are very inward looking and they're focused on their own business um and it's about falling in love with it again stop you know I, I always use the phrase make more decisions with your heart and less with your head um you know let your heart make the decision through a feeling and then let your head logically work out how it is you're going to do that mm-hmm. rather than the other way around where you google something see it picture it in your mind and then try and convince your heart to follow along because that doesn't work and you're just going to be somebody that ends up making your reaching this great financial target but you're going to be miserable because it's not going to get you to where you need to be so it's reconnecting with that feeling and, and falling back in love with your business and, and who it is you want to help. Who are if you want to be an influencer? Who are your people? You know, your vibe finds your tribe. So let's start by raising your vibe and then we'll go after your tribe. Um, the second point is about being strategic regarding your destination. So where is it that you're trying to get to? Now we can reverse engineer that and say, great, you want to speak at more events? These are the types of people that you need to be networking with. You want to be a best-selling author? We probably get a, get you in touch with some editors, some authors, and some publishing houses, and th- this is how we make that happen. Yeah. Um, a little side note on this one. This this actually works for every aspect of your life. Like even if you're a father and you may have had like a deadbeat dad that wasn't that great, so you didn't learn great lessons from them. 
go and network with five or six amazing fathers, make friends with people who are really good fathers and just learn from them. See what they're doing. See what you, you know, try it on as a feeling, see what they do and think, Oh, I like that. But I probably wouldn't handle that situation like that, but, and learn and immerse yourself in these environments. So that's, that's a big one that works in, in every aspect. And then the third one is knowing what to do with it from there. So we kind of call it our media management or our press management or our authority management. And essentially that's a, okay, people are now starting to listen to what you're saying, but what you don't want to become is just this preachy person that's educating your market all the time, because as great and as valuable as that is, there's no money in educating your market unless they're paying you to educate them. If you're just constantly going out there to talk about it, you're wasting valuable time you could be spending with your family and with your loved ones. So there has to be a trade and that trade doesn't always have to be financial. It can be experience. You know, I call it Napoleon Hill meets podcasting. It's like learning from these amazing people and giving something back to them and this whole share thing. But then it's also about having the, the idea of, okay, well, who, who do I want as my ideal client? How can I help them? You know, where are they already looking? Let's not reinvent the wheel here. Like some people will be pay, you know, teaching you and selling you courses to teach you how to get, you know, a hundred thousand mailing list so that you can spam them with emails to sell your services and, you know, write a free ebook and then let them download it. But only if they give you their email address and then we'll spam them until they buy or die, you know, and the reality is that that how long is that going to take you right it's not going to be that effective and it's going to take you a long time and cost a lot of money well let's flip that on its head if you're already vibing at a certain vibration if you already have a certain level of credibility and knowledge why can't i just go and introduce you to two people who already have a mailing list of fifty thousand people and you can not only get an introduction to them but you could do borrowed credibility too because you're being introduced from somebody who they already know like and trust um you know, do a co- collaboration, do a partnership. Hey, dude, listen, I was going to be spending a fortune on paid adverts to generate my own mailing list. You know, happy to give you 10%, 20% of the value of the deal that comes in if, from an introduction to your group. Like, why would they say no to that? If you're somebody yeah. who can also help their tribe, they're going to get the big kudos points for introducing you and they're going to make money off your sales as well. So it's a win-win situation for everybody involved. So they're the three big ones. It's that, that partnership and collaboration. It's finding your vibe. Uh, and then it's that building that network around you to you know build your team, get, get yeah. Champions League ready. I, I like that last one. Well, I like them all. But I, I really like that last one because, again, th- you don't have to do everything by yourself all the time. No. Right, especially if you're in an industry and you're working with folks who you trust, you're working with again the team, things of that. Leverage that. Leverage, you know, there's there's more power and there's more momentum in many as there is in in the one. Massively, you know, especially in customer facing industries. Right, (laughs) if you're you you can't boil the ocean right by yourself. So get out there with folks who you work with, who you trust, who have that same message. Collaborate with them. I really like that idea of, of attaching yourself to maybe someone who has maybe that larger distribution of a, of an email list or something like of a mailing list, adding mm. your message into that and then co-create, co-collaborate things of that nature. Well, and it's about that. utilizing what you have, isn't it? And being yeah. able to barter and stuff. So I remember when I first started wanting to do more work with North America, you know, at the time I had two large databases, I had the UK and I had Southern Africa. So I went and found people in the US and Canada who wanted to do more work with South Africa and the UK. 
and we would do a joint piece of content together, they would introduce me to their network and I'd introduce them to mine and everybody would win from this. So why would I go and reinvent the wheel and trying to start you know, generating followers out of nothing in North America when I could just link with somebody that I resonate with and we go, I get you, you get me, let's, let's do something cool together. I like that. I like that. What is, what's next for you? Right. I mean, so you, you're, you've built this phenomenal organization. You, you've built this team. You're, you're helping uh, customers, individuals, and business, things of that nature. Yes. What, what's, what's next on the horizon for, for, for both you individually yeah. and billionaires and boxes? So I'll tell you one that's a bit more short term, and then I'll tell you my long term one. Um, okay. Short term, we're about to do our first movie. We've just finished that round of funding, so we're we're about to provide we can actually get together at the end of 2021. <laughs> um, we're going to be recording our first movie, which is uh, a it's a it's very much a behind the scenes look at what happens at these sort of events and festivals. So right. we're going to be bringing together. Uh, it's, we're going to be recording in Africa. Um, we're bringing together some great local African business coaches and personal well-being coaches combined with some of the biggest and best coaches in the industry worldwide. So it's going to be a really exciting festival of you know, introducing the best of the world to Africa and the best of Africa to the world. Um, and as one of the next emerging markets, that's going to be you know, the next 10 years worth of technological advancements yeah. are going to be coming out of Africa and India. It's not a bad place to be. That's not too bad. Uh, um, so it's going to be good. I'm, I'm, I'm mega, mega excited about that. You know, we're, we're actually filming at the event itself and then we're all going away as coaches together on safari for a week afterwards where we're going to show like the behind the scenes and how we all interact with each other and how we learn from each other. And it's, it's going to be really exciting. So that's the short term one. That's, um, so that, that hits home right now to me personally, because literally next week, me and my wife were supposed to be vacationing and we're supposed to start in Morocco. And go, ah. and go around so you know i would have been right on the tip i i, I could have came in i could have oh, shot some scenes i could have been on on the on the back of the jeep with you we but, must do it oh, we, we got okay. we got to do it so okay um so we've been we had to get some funding together for that and we had to get some some partners on board thankfully i, I kind of did it the other way around to Rhonda burns i guess in terms of a <laughs> she had the, the the story and then went out and found the speakers um, for me, I kind of had more speakers than I knew what to do with. In fact, that's where the, the idea of the movie actually came from. It was, again, it was originally a joke. Um, I said I wanted to do some live events, and suddenly I had so many people volunteering to say, hey, I want to come and be part of that, that I was like, we've already got like four days of event now. Like, how big is this thing going to be? Um, and it was like, you know what? It'd be easy if we could just like do the event, but like then make the whole thing into a movie and just help loads of people. And I mentioned it to all the coaches, and every single one went, count me in like i'm i'm so up for that um and it was like okay we, we've got to do this so that, that's pretty amazing um the long-term goal i mean you, you mentioned it at the top of the show like my goal is to empower one billion entrepreneurs and given how many billion people there are in the world that doesn't seem that big a target but i, I needed something that was going to be a challenge for me i needed something that was going to get me out of bed now that does not mean that I personally plan on empowering a billion entrepreneurs. That would be awesome. But like, that's, it's pretty, I'm not going to do that all by myself. That's going to take a little bit of time. Take yeah, a little it, effort, it takes yeah. a fair while. Right. Yeah. So everything we do in terms of broadcasting our message. So whether that's podcasting, live events, webinars, video, TV, radio, whatever it is for us and our clients, 
My work is to empower the empowerers. My work is to empower those who can then go on to empower other people. So if each business or each coach or each individual who I empower goes on to empower a million, then we're going to get there. Um, the other way of looking at it is obviously the secret movie, which is the, the most successful personal development movie of all time. Um, that reached 500 million people. So technically, I only need two secret movies to get there. <laughs> I like your math. I, I yeah. like that math. <laughs> Far easier than me trying to do it one-on-one, that's for that's, sure. That's true. That's true. Uh, the economies of scale. and uh, um, Absolutely. <laughs> Let me ask you about becoming a client, right, mm. and, and how that happens. What's the process? Is it merely going on to the website, billionairesinboxers.com, or how do folks reach out to you if they want to actually take advantage of you? Billionairesinboxers.com is a great place to start. Definitely. You can hook up a load of conversations there. I also have a very unusual surname, uh, as you can probably see on the screen. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, my surname is spelled P-E-L-U-C-H-A. So if you just Google Phil Pelucha, you will find all of my social media profiles. You're you're free to to reach out to me there. A little bit of a caveat. As I said, we are quite often oversubscribed. So whilst we don't make people jump through unnecessary hoops, there is definitely an element of wanting to kind of get to know you better, you know, make sure that we are the people to help you. I'm a firm believer in if I'm not, I'll tell you and I'll probably know who is. Um, so it's never a, uh, never a pointless conversation, but I want to work with those that I really resonate with, that I, I get your message and I'll get yeah. just as much as a kick from your success as you will. And, and that's kind of what it's the lifeblood of what we do is, is working with people who you resonate with and who you vibe with. So um, definitely head over to the website, come and have a chat with me. If you're interested in knowing any more about what we do, either on the podcasting services side or indeed on the coaching side, come and have a chat and um, yeah, we'll, we'll have some fun. I'm sure. That's good stuff. I, I like the fact that you said, look, I'm not trying to do everything for everyone. And if it mm-hmm. works, then, then we'll do that. So I, w- I will leave you. I'll ask one last question. I'm a technologist at heart. So I've got to ask a technology question. Shoot. Tell me what is the, most prevalent piece of technology that you use on a day-to-day basis to either manage your personal or your professional life? Good question. Can I give you two? Because yeah. the, the one I'm going to give you is, is the most prevalent, but it's also not that sexy as an answer. Um, <laughs> like because I work so internationally, WhatsApp and WhatsApp is a godsend for me. That is so much of my life happens on WhatsApp. Uh, Canonly is another one because obviously we can send people a link and it puts it into their time zone automatically and it saves the whole. Yes. So yes. are you Eastern time? You're central, right? Well, I'm here. And then we have like daylight savings time where I have no idea what time it is for six months of the year. Right. Um, so, yeah. No, that's a good because that's how we connected, right? Again, with, with you yeah. being on the other side of the globe. And I was like, you know, I, I am not going to have a conversation with him at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I'm not going to be ready. And, and you know, yeah. so that so was, I, yeah, calendarly is, is a very good one. So I love those tools. Um, there's another one, which is a website called alsoask.com. So all, the word also, and then A-S-K-E-D.com. Now, I'll tell you why I like this one so much. This instantly gets rid of, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you two reasons I like this. It instantly gets rid of one of the most common 
things that people say to me as a, as an objective, I guess, uh, as an objection, which is a, what if I run out of things to say? <laughs> like when we're talking about networking with their industry, that's a real fear that people have. It's like, what if I like, what if I forget? Like, what if I have nothing to say to this person? Or what if I run out of things to say? And it's a genuine fear that people have. It's like, you know, I'm on a podcast, I'm interviewing, and then there's just dead silence because I can't think of anything else to ask somebody. Now, the reason I like also asked is it's a, it's essentially a reverse search engineering tool. So you can go on there and type in a couple of keywords and a location, and it okay. will tell you the most commonly Googled questions to do with those keywords. All Does right. So I, yeah, I'm on the site now because I'm actually going to bookmark this. Let, let me let me think about this here. So, so if what, you if you go on there now and you just type in podcasting, for example, hold on. Let, let's make this a live. Let's make this engaging with everyone. Let's well. do it. Okay, because everyone should head to this website. I'm telling you. So, so podcasting. Yeah, you can leave it in the UK or you can stick it in the US if you want, wherever you want. Right. Those are the most commonly asked questions when it comes to podcasting. Oh, that's great. Right? Oh, that's, that's golden right there. Isn't it just? So this is like a golden SEO thing, okay? Uh, Corey, the second one I said was Calendly, my friend. It's a, yes. an online booking diary thing. Definitely go check it out. I will, I'll, put the, I'll put all three of these in, in the show notes afterwards. But, but you this, just, this right this, here. This, this is it right here. Oh, oh my brother. God. I know. It's like gold, isn't it? Um, so this, I mean, you think about this in the two. I said I'd give you two ways of using this, and I, and I will. I'll keep my word. The first way of using that is you now have everything that you need for blog content, for podcasts, yes. for videos, etc. Because it's all right there. And it's extremely keyword and SEO friendly because you know it's the phrases that people are searching for. The second thing that it's great at, and this is something that I highly recommend. It's something that I did for my search business back in the day, and it helped me to become number one on Google organically, and it, it really helped my business. We won clients that... We won clients that in reality we probably shouldn't have won. They were really big and should have gone with one of the competitors that employs hundreds if not thousands of people. But we won because of perception and how credible we looked. And the way that I did that was I would Google the phrases in my industry, okay? And I would go into also ask and I'd check them out. And I'd write down, let's say, the 50 top questions to do with my industry. Yeah. And then I would record a two-minute video of me answering that question and then put it on my website for the backlinks. So Google was constantly recommending my videos and my <laughs> website every time people were asking these questions. And it just it just took off, and it was it was a gift. I, I don't know why it's taken. I haven't heard about this, but look again. I, I told you behind the scenes before we even went live. This was selfish. This is all for me. I, you know, the, <laughs> the folks that are watching and listening afterwards, you know, that's just the extra cherry on the top, right? So I, I've been absorbing all of this, and that right there is golden. You've lost my attention now. I'm I'm all oh you're on, over there. Uh, I'm all on also ask right now and going to rewrite my entire last few blog posts and make sure. The, well, do, <laughs> you want, do you want to know the coolest right? thing? I must yeah. know about fifty of those tools that I use on a daily basis with my clients. Like this is how you find this, and this is how you get this, and that that is a that is a powerful one there, and it's free to use and it's very easy. And what's great is 
uh, if you're, let's say you're trying to do more work uh, remotely, let's say you want to do more work with Australia, yeah. you get to go and change that setting. That's what, I'm, that's what, what I'm seeing about that, right? Yeah. Again, let me talk in your language, right? Let, let me talk as opposed to the American coming mm-hmm. in, only talking, you know, from, from my spiel and my level. But I yep. can change that demographic. I can change that uh, Well, it's, it's even being able to say things, and it's, it's based off data, right? Because the whole reason it's there is because the amount of times it's been searched. So you can go to the Australian market and say, this is a question that I know is asked here a lot that in comparison to the States really isn't, and my answer is this. And then instantly they've gone, he knows the answer to the question, he knows that we're asking the question, and he knows that it's different from the US. Like, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> I love that. I love, man, that is, there we go right there, ladies and gentlemen. That, that is Perfect. So hopefully everyone received some information that was helpful and useful. Bill, I'm glad we finally got together. Me too, brother. Everything that you have said, I think, resonates with me from an entrepreneur's perspective, but again, also from someone who spends a lot of time in front of folks, in front of the camera, having conversations, talking about business, IT, whatever the case may be, right? And just some of the tools that you recommend and have talked about how you approach having those mm. conversations, I think resonated with myself and hopefully with the other folks that are watching, listening, and who will eventually tune in and um, take advantage of this also ask.com and some of these tools that you recommend. Yeah, for sure. You, you've mentioned the website. Is there specifically like any other social media presences that folks can get in contact with you in terms of like Twitter? Yeah, or- LinkedIn, Twitter, okay. Instagram, it's all under my name. So you'll find me really nice and easily. Um, if you, A little bit of a confession. Hopefully the marketing team aren't watching this. I only actually do the Twitter and the LinkedIn account myself. The rest of them somebody else does. <laughs> um, so if you want to talk to me, definitely head over to LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, I, um, I, I look. This is my favorite thing to talk about. Like, I love the work that we do, and and sometimes you know, I can you can become a client, and I can help you unlock all of those things yourself. Other times, like you just might need one little bit of those tools, or like that tiny little cog in a machine, and and if something like this or a conversation like that um, really helps open that up for you, then I'm delighted. I love it. I appreciate that, man. And I will again make sure that that the right contact information is. In show notes for folks to reference as they move forward. Uh, Phil, that, with that being said, man, I, I cannot I can, uh, say it again, but thank you very much for your time, for your information. I look forward to talking to you again in the future, and next time you're shooting a movie, let me let me know. Man. For I, sure, I, brother. I, I, can, I, can, I can find a way to get over there, right? Mate, uh, if, we, if we're ever allowed to travel again, I'll let you know, because that's at the minute, that's my biggest headache. We're not even supposed to be doing it until the end of 2021, but at this point, you know, we're, we're as a nation, we've just headed back into our second national lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the, a lot of the recording will be done in South Africa, which is where I spend a lot of time working and doing my TV stuff. And that's where my wife's from. And right now the UK is on a banned list from South Africa. So we're not allowed back at the moment. So it's what a crazy time we're living in. But you know what? There are lots and lots of uh, opportunities out there. Um if you just kind of look for them, I'm not saying that you have to take advantage of, of kind of all the negative stuff, but you, you've got two choices, haven't you? You can either just watch the news 24 hours a day mm-hmm. and focus on how terrible everything is and what a mess the world is. Or you can realize that in every single recession, in every global time of crisis, there are winners and there are losers. And the main difference is the losers are sat there saying, isn't it awful? And the winners are saying, 
how do we move forward? Because there still has to be a future after this. So what can we do to use this time to reposition ourselves? And that is the perspective and focus. Phil, thank you very much, sir. Have a great day. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me.